0: Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. What a, what a great year for Christian Ministries Church. Um, what, a, what a great year we are facing with our theme this year as we are learning to live by faith. As we're learning to live by faith, turn to Matthew chapter 17. I want everybody turning in your Bibles, everybody looking at this scripture. You're probably, so Tim, you've already read that 10 times in the first month. Well, we're going to read it a lot, and you're going to probably get tired of hearing this, but we're going to make sure that we've got this in our understanding. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14. At the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them, and a man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures, suffers terribly, often falls into the fire, into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy. It left from that moment on, the boy was well. Afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out the demon? Oh, we got a problem. We've got a problem. We've got a problem in life, and all of us live life in a fallen world, and on a very regular basis, we deal with a lot of problems. Imperfect situations, crises, difficulties. This is just another problem in the course of a day for a person. This guy comes to the disciples. That'd be you and me, followers of Jesus. All right, we, we know that you're a disciple, we need help me handle this problem that I am personally dealing with in life, and they couldn't handle the problem. They couldn't handle it. Well, why? Why couldn't they handle it? This is the why for this year's theme. that this is why for this year's theme. The disciples asked Jesus. Why could we not handle this problem? And and you've got to see this. That's why I wanted you looking in your Bible to see it. You've got to see this. Jesus didn't say, because you're not me. Get this. Well, that's Jesus. He didn't say, bring him here. Y'all are not me. You ain't never going to be me. I'm going to have to deal with it. Look at what he Jesus didn't say, well, the reason you didn't handle this is because you're not God. There's a God, you're not him, bring the boy over here, I'm God, I'll handle this. No, I, I want you to see this. He didn't say only God can do this. He said, here's the reason you can't do this. And he tells them in verse 20, it's a faith issue. It's, it, it's, it's not that you couldn't, because church, as a follower of Jesus, you and I have the authority to handle life's problems. You and I have the power to handle life's problems. Why can't we? Why can't we? Why do I fall apart? Why am I stressed out? Why am I worried? Why am I jerked up? Why am I full of hate? Why am I full of bitterness? Why? I've got a problem in my life. Why can't I handle it? Verse 20, it's a faith issue. That's why we're having this theme. This is what we're talking about this year. Why can't we? Why don't we? It is a faith issue. And 2023, as I've said before, devil, you need to watch out. Because as Christian Ministries Church members begin to walk in faith, as we begin to walk in faith, that's going to loose the power of God in our daily life to handle the problems that we go through. Devil, you better find somewhere else. Cause you're not going to get much traction here we're fixing to walk in faith in this place right here Romans Galatians Habakkuk Hebrews all four say the same thing the just shall what live by faith now here's what I want our church to know the theme this year is not a religious topic It's not a doctrinal topic. We're not going to be discussing our doctrine of this church. What we're going to be talking about is a lifestyle. Now get this. We're not talking about some theology. And I love talking about theology. I love studying theology. I love teaching theology. But this is a lifestyle. This is the way you live Monday at 2 o'clock. See, this is the way you live Friday night. It is a lifestyle. And all this year, we're going to be talking about how you live your daily life. On Wednesday nights, we're doing this study on Bible characters. Boy, it was outstanding last Wednesday night. Paul did Noah. We're talking about regular people, far from perfect, I might add, far from perfect, Regular people, far from perfect, but how their faith enabled them to do what they did. And we're going to learn because if I can see you do it, then I can apply that in my own life. That's what we're doing on Wednesday night. Now, Romans 10, 17, everybody's heard this a gazillion times. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. Not having heard, but hearing now, let me explain this. <clears throat> there are places across the United States and even out of the country that my wife, Carrie, and I have visited. We went to the Hoover Dam. It was unbelievable. It was awesome. We stood right there and looked at that thing. It was unbelievable. It was awesome. You're not going to believe this. It looked just like all the pictures I've seen of it. <laughs> I remember in elementary school, here's a picture of the Hoover Dam. It, that's what it looked like. I went there and saw it. Look, just like those pictures. We went to the Grand Canyon, stood there. Look, at it was awesome. It was awesome. This this big hole in the ground. woo I mean, it was neat. I mean, if you hadn't seen a big hole that big in the ground, you ought to see that sucker. Boy, that one, what do you want to spit off of? I don't know. But it was a big hole, and we saw that. We went out to the East Coast. Oh, that East Coast is beautiful. It's beautiful out there. We went to the West Coast. We were in the car, drove up Highway 1. You're talking about gorgeous. It it was just, that side of the coast is different than this side of the coast, and it's just, man, it was captivating. We hauled horses all the way down, as far down in Texas as you could go, and rode on the border of Mexico in the south, Big Bend country, Uh, cactus, and that was rough, rough. But it was awesome, I didn't want to live there, but uh, it was awesome. Uh, all those cactus, I saw why the Indians, dressed like they used to dress, started going, woo, 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 whoo as they were running through that. I mean, whoa, that's rough now, <laughs> rough. But I saw that. We went to Calgary, to the, up in Canada, to the, it's the biggest rodeo in the world, the Calgary Stampede. It was awesome. It was just awesome. But I've done it. I've seen it. And, and if you call me up on the phone and say, hey, Tim, we're going to see the Hoover Dam this summer. You want to go with us? I'd say, oh, man, I'm proud for you. It's going to be great. I've I, I done, done that. I, I've already seen that. You, are you why I've seen it. Hey, we're going to this movie. You want to go with us? Man, I wish I'd have known. I saw it last week. Sorry, I've already seen it. I've already seen it. People always want, here, give me a book. Man, I appreciate it. I already read it. I've, I've read that book. I got it. Here's what you've got to understand. It's what we've got to see because it's, it's so different. That's not the Bible, the, the, the Bible is alive, it is a living word. And you haven't already read that. Oh, I've heard that sermon. Yeah, oh my Lord, Tim, come on, preach a different sermon. I've heard that sermon. You preach the same sermon, you just change the titles. Same thing, you preach the same thing all the time. I'm so tired of hearing that same sermon. Oh, I've read that Bible verse, I've read that. So what you've got to understand is the Word of God is alive. It is, it's, it's powerful. And as you read the same passage for a gazillion times, life comes in. See, faith comes into you, not having heard the word, but hearing the word. I don't need to read that book again. I've read it. I got that book. I don't need to see the Hoover Dam again. I have done seen that. I got it. But now don't say I've already read that before when it comes to scripture. I, I don't even know how old I was, five, six, seven years old in children's church. Memorize the 23rd Psalm. I've been saying that, I've been reading that my whole life. My whole life I've been reading that. I, I can quote it backwards in my sleep. I mean, I got it. But you start in, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want He makes me rest in green pastures. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He restores my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even when I walk in the valley Of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. Your rod. And your staff. They protect me. They comfort me. My cup. It just. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and mercy. All the days of my life. Church, it's alive. and it, I, I, You hear it for the gazillionth time and it builds faith in you. And me just going over the 23rd Psalm, I'm just looking for a wall to go run through right now. I just, I'm, I, what bad can happen to me? I mean, he, re, he leads me besides the way, he restores my soul. He, he protects me. By, my gosh, bring it on devil, we got you covered. See, the word is a lie. Oh, I've read that before. Oh, Lord, I wish we had a different sermon today. I've already heard him preach that. I've read some books two times. I've read some books three times. I've read the Bible cover to cover every year for, I know, 40 years. And I read it cover to cover back when I was in the 10th grade. I still got the Bible and the date that I read it through for the very first time. I've read the Bible through cover to cover 50, 60, 70 times plus all of the chapters and sections that I've studied a gazillion times and it never gets to the point where the word of God doesn't build faith in my heart. And I'm reading through Leviticus and Numbers and dear Lord is that ever boring. Gosh, it's boring and worse than that. It's confusing What in the world and I can't pronounce nobody's name in the Bible Y'all know I struggle with that anyway my goodness Boring confusing. I can't read all those names But as I was reading that the other morning I got tears started running down my cheeks. I'm so thankful for Jesus because that's where we would be in all of that law and all of that confusion and these celebrations. And don't eat that and don't eat that and don't touch this, but you got to wear that. And don't go in there, but he can go in there, but you can't go in there. My gosh, we're trying to touch God through all of that mess. And I'm reading all of that boring, confusing stuff. And I got so built up in my faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave me a direct approach and I can walk boldly into the presence of God. I can walk boldly in the presence. I don't have to have all of this stuff. And man, I started reading all that boring stuff and I got so built up in my faith. I was just looking for the devil to have a fight. See, the word of God is alive. It does something in you. Faith starts coming in your heart and that's how we're going to get faith as putting the Word of God in us this year. That's going to be happening in the lives of Christian Ministries Church members. This year as we go along, your stinking attitude is going to slowly change. You're no longer going to find yourself jerked up. You're no longer going to be flying off the handle like you used to on a situation like this. You're no longer going to get those veins popping all out in your neck. Mind starts saying, what's happening here? We had not popped out in a long time. (laughs) You're going to start noticing because you're going to say to yourself, this encounter just happened during the day and you're going to turn and walk off and go, wow, if that would have happened to me, years ago five years ago whoo would that have been different you're going to be amazed at yourself because you're going to walk off and go dear lord I can't believe I didn't hit that guy I went through all of that and not any cuss words I went through all of that and I don't feel my heart beating right here in my head I went through all of that and I'm as at peace as I was when it started. I just, Wow. If that would have happened to me five years ago, well, I would have been in bed depressed for two months. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just walking in peace. Wow. See, this year is not a year of attending church just like we've done for most of our life. This year is going to be a year of hearing the Word. The Word is going to bring faith And as faith comes, a power to handle life is going to come with it. And we're going to see us begin to handle life so different. My response is not like it used to be. My mouth is so different than it used to be. Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is substance, evidence, it's confidence, it's assurance, so when worry comes, and worry's gonna come. I mean, uh, I just wish I'd get to the place where I didn't worry anymore. Well, that's it. Worry's gonna come. Stress, anger, hate, jealousy, frustration. When it comes, then here's what we do. What does God's word say about this? And that becomes faith in me that is my assurance. It's my confidence. God's going to see me through this just like he's seen me through all that I've been through so, why worry? And worry's just gonna drift. See, worry comes, but it just goes on because it didn't find a hold in you. I hear God will never leave me or forsake me. God will finish in me what He started. I know God's got a plan for me because I'm still alive. I know God is my refuge and my fortress. I know that even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is going to be with me, and that is my substance. That is my confidence until the valley of shadow of death is no longer around me. Living on faith. It's substance, evidence, confidence, assurance. It changes you. Psalms 107 verse 20. He sent out his word and it healed them and it snatched them from the door of death. You know, I'm thinking about you asked me here a while back and I've been thinking about, do y'all have any healing services down there? It caught me off guard. It really did. Now, I'm gonna get us a billboard. Healing service every Sunday morning. That's why we have a healing service every time I preach. He sent his word and his word healed them and when the word goes in your heart, you walk out here healed. You're set free. The depression, we have a healing service every time we preach the word here. Y'all have healing services? Yeah, every time we get together. He sent his word and the word healed them. That's what I expect to have happen. Whenever Josh preaches, Paul preaches, Chloe, whenever we, whenever we get youth group, in children's church, when Tori talks to our children and she tells them the word, I expect a little worry and a little fear that's in their little hearts. And I expect that to lead. See, they got healed of worry. They got healed. See, they're so scared. They're so worried in junior high. When Austin leads our junior high group and, and they walk out of there, see, the word set them free. See, they walk out of junior high group healed. See, freer than when they walked in. He sent his word and it healed them. And we're not looking for a healing service. We're looking for his word and then his word is going to heal us. Church, here's what I'm asking. Here's what I'm asking of the members of our church. Allow this to happen for you. Allow it to happen for you. I've been doing this a long, long time. And I have seen it countless times. Hundreds of times in my life. People go to church. They go to church their whole life. Every Sunday, they shake the preacher's hand on their way out. Every Sunday, they put money in the basket, and the word never changes one thing in their life. They were obnoxious 20 years ago when they came in here, and 20 years later, they're still obnoxious, and I don't want to be around them. The Word never changed your life, not one time. They came in here, they just suffered from low self-esteem and they just stared the forward. Been coming here 20 years still in low self-esteem. Let the, let the Word of God set you free. See, you've got to let God move in your life. Get your head up off of the floor and say, God, I'm not walking in this insecurity. I'm not walking in this worry. I got this hate in my heart. I've got this unforgiveness. I got this bitterness in my heart. I'm letting this go today and I'm walking out of here set free because the word healed me as I heard it. You've got to allow the Word to do a work in your life or you come here and put $3 in the plate, of which we're so grateful for your big giving. We'll put $3 in the plate and you walk out of here because you went to church. Come on, let God change you. Let him change you. You're a different husband than you used to be. You're a different wife than you used to be. You're a different mom. You're a different worker. See, you think different. You act different. You respond different. You entertain different. See, you allow the word of God to change your life and make you into what God birthed you to be. Let's read on. Matthew chapter 17. Faith comes by hearing. I know you've heard this before, so I'm going to read it to you again. Verse 20, you don't have enough faith. Jesus told him, I tell you the truth. If you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you, whoa, 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 what? Okay, when I read stuff like that, I say, what? Whoa, whoa. Out of every thing, if you had faith like a bulldozer. I mean, if you had faith, like, I mean, I can think of a lot of faith. If you had faith, is, if you had faith like Mount Everest, if you had faith like the Himalaya. I mean, I, I think of a lot of things. What? Okay. The mustard seed. So I got to stop. I, can, well, I can't read no more until I figure this out. Obvious, Jesus wasn't going, oh, blah, 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 blah. mustard seed. Oh, there's you. A good one. When he said that, you got to know he was saying something. Okay, a gazillion examples, why mustard seed? Okay, well, let's break this down. One thing I do know about all seed is that seed is predestined. A seed of corn is predestined to produce corn. You don't plant corn and go, oh my gosh, corn came up. I was so hoping for spinach. Oh no, I wanted tomatoes and dang corn came up. Seed is predestined. You plant corn, you can know beyond a doubt that's what's going to come up. Okay, seed is predetermined. So there's a predetermined faith. It's predetermined in your life to do a certain thing and to produce a certain thing. It's predetermined now. You need to know that. It's predetermined. Okay. The word's predestined. It's predetermined. Mustard seed. Well, what's the deal with the mustard seed? All right. You got to know there's something about this. Why, out of all the seeds in the world, the mustard seed. The illustration of the mustard seed was used by Jesus. Okay, here's the mustard seed example. Seeds cross pollinate. If if you were to look at an orange from 500 years ago, from 100 years ago, probably wouldn't even recognize it as an orange, little old shriveled up deal. But they they. Breed and cross and cross and breed until we got oranges, until we got these apples. That's what the farmers do with soybean, with cotton. See, we're, we're cross-pollinating and getting hybrids and breeding them bigger and stronger and juicy and more tender and bigger. And so so it, our, our forestry right here, our, Arkansas, our, I guess our number one thing is pine trees one of our biggest industries. And, and now we've crossed those things so much. Now, you can grow a 30-foot pine tree in 10 years. The growth rings are that far apart. I mean, my gosh, look at this. It just grows up. And here. How do, I, how do we do all this? Well, it's a cross-pollination, and that's what we do with our crops. Well, it's interesting. The University of Hebrew in Israel did a study many, many, many years ago. And then the... Oklahoma State University followed that study up with their own study. And here's what the research found out about the mustard seed that Jesus was talking about. Very interesting. It's one of the only seeds in the world that will not cross with anything else. They said it remains a pure seed This mustard seed that Jesus is referring to in this day and time, still referred to as a pure seed. And there's not that many pure seeds. Okay, okay, time out. Let's go back to what we're talking about. The question is, why can't we handle the problem in life? Here's life problem. It's a daily problem. It's problem from living in a fallen world. Things aren't perfect. Came to Jesus' disciples, they couldn't handle it. Why can't we handle this? And Jesus says, because you're mixing it with the worries of the world, the deceitful of riches, the desire for other things. See, you're mixing your faith. If you had faith like a mustard seed... Not an apple seed, not an orange seed, not a grape seed, not a pine tree, not, not a tomato seed. If you had faith as a mustard seed, it's predestined to produce in your life peace and joy. It's predestined to produce power, to handle life's crosses and life's difficulties. Faith is predestined in your life to produce what you're looking for, but you can't cross it. Little bit of the world, little bit of the word. Come on Sunday morning, woo, good sermon pastor, out Friday night, whole different set of friends, whole different language. Over here entertaining yourself, over here. See, the, the, why I look here, I've been in church, I've been in church, didn't do a thing for me. I went for years, didn't help me. Didn't a Church don't work. God doesn't work. Church don't work. I was there, it didn't. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. You were cross-pollinating it, and so the power of God don't work in your life. Why can't we handle life because you're crossing it up? That's what you got to understand. Go to Mark 4. Mark 4. Faith comes by hearing the word. And we've got to understand this. We've got to get this. Mark chapter 4, verse 3 through verse 10. Jesus tells them, farmer goes out, plants some seed. He gives them this parable. This is going to be a shocker. They didn't get it. What? What the heck is he talking about? I don't get this. I don't get it. Look here, verse 13. If you don't understand this, then you're not going to get anything. Whoa. That makes me think I need to understand this. The farmer, verse 14, the farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have any deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away soon as they have problems or they're persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of his life. So the lure of wealth and desire for other things, so the fruit, no fruit is produced. I don't say this very often, but there is a omission in scripture that they meant to write there. So let me just add, verse 20 should say, but... The members of Christian Ministries Church are the seed that fell on good soil. See, that's that's what it meant to say. In here, we had good soil. They hear the word, they accept it, they receive it, and it produces a harvest. See, what you heard on Sunday produced in your life on Thursday afternoon. What you heard on Sunday produced in your life Monday morning at 9 o'clock. See, you hear the word and it produced a harvest in your life of 30, of 60. I mean, a hundredfold harvest is produced in your life. Church, when the word is stolen, we lose our faith. Because faith comes by hearing the Word. The Word brings faith. So when, our, our, when I, the Word is stolen from us, then we don't have faith. And when you don't have faith, then you lack the power to handle life's problems. Is this sermon coming together for you? I'm working hard. Here's the fight that's on your hands. Don't let the Word be stolen from you. Now, it can happen all at once. Woo! Oh, that was a good one, Josh preached. Well, you ought to hear Josh last week. That was really good. I heard that. Oh, that was good. He preached last week. Get in your car and you get out in the parking lot and you get in a fight about where you're going to eat lunch or whose turn it is to pay. My wife always thinks it's my turn to pay. (laughs) Oh, man, that was a great word this week. Son, that was good. And you get to the restaurant. And the waitress jacks your whole order up. You're steaming. And I'm, by God, I'm not leaving till I see the owner of this place. I want to talk to the manager and I want him out. Well, come, come. See, at once, the word is stolen before you even got home. The word was stolen from you. Boy, it was a good sermon. Woo, that was good. But the soil was so rocky, it didn't take root. It didn't take root. In your life. Man, that was good. We've been having some good now. Whoa, Paul was good, man. Josh was good. It was. Man, that was some good sermons last week, but, but the worries come. Then, you know, I, we just need to make a little more money. And I took a job on Sunday. And so now, well, you know, I'm just working on Sunday. We got to pick up some extra money. And we got, well, I can't come. Well, we worked late. I just had to work late. went We just couldn't get there because, you know, I'm working. See, the, the desire for other things, the desire for a little more money, the worries of the world, it just cracks me up. Well, I didn't come to church, Pastor. I've just been going through a real hard time right now. I don't even understand that. Why wouldn't this be the first place? Are you Are going through a real hard time? Cancel everything and make sure you're at church. See, but we allow the word to be stolen from us and then we wonder why we don't have the power of God to handle the problems that are brought to us in daily life. I'm just going to tell you, faith is like seed. It's predestined in your life to produce the power to handle life. That's what it's like. Faith isn't like just any seed, it's like mustard seed. It's like mustard seed, it's not going to cross-pollinate. It's little of the word, little of the world, and you wonder why this God stuff isn't working for you. If I had a pure glass of water and one teaspoon of strychnine in it, are you interested in drinking it? Just that much of the world will pollute what God's doing inside you. Boy, that's why I protect myself. Where I go, what I listen to, what I watch, I'm not putting that in because I'm doing something inside me. 2023 is a huge year. It's a life-changing year for Christian Ministries Church members because we're going to begin to grow in our faith. We're going to have faith like a mustard seed, and the power of God is going to be manifest in our daily life to handle whatever problems come our way. Y'all stand. Lord, today we set our sights on you. We lock into your word. And Lord, we're not trying to cross-pollinate your word. We're going to live by faith God, we're going to see the power of your Holy Spirit manifest in our daily lives. As problems and struggles and crises come our way, your word produces faith in us to deal with the problems that come our way. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and have a great week. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.